0: Hello and welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Thanks for joining us today, friends. Beyond Damascus is, as you know, a co-production of St. Gabriel Radio and EWTN Radio. It's carried across the global EWTN Catholic Radio Network, and we are excited to be here in studio at the illustrious Damascus Media Studio in Centerburg, Ohio. And it's a good day. I'm going to kick today's show off with prayer, and then we will jump right in. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Lord Jesus. We love you, and we embrace your call to mission in our lives. Thank you, God, that in times when mission is easy, you accelerate us. And thank you, God, when times when mission is hard, that you give us the strength, Lord, to answer your call that you give us the strength to respond effectively. And Jesus, you show us those brief moments of spectacular impact that can inspire us to continue on our way of faithfully responding to the direction that you've given us in our lives. God, continue to inspire us. I pray that today's show would be an encouragement to our listeners that we would respond to your call in the way, Lord, that you desire. We pray this all in Jesus' name, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Friends, this show is called Beyond Damascus. Why? Because like St. Paul, who on his way to Damascus encountered the Lord Jesus powerfully through a moment of uh, miraculous intervention, right? That the Lord shone out to him like a light, a bright, shining light that blinded him. It changed his life forever, And here at Beyond Damascus, we like to tell the stories of individuals who, through an encounter with Jesus, have had their lives changed forever, and now, like St. Paul, have been launched into lives of extraordinary mission. I don't even know if I introduced myself. Maybe I did. I'm Aaron Richards, and I work here as Executive Director of Damascus in Centerburg, Ohio, where we are every single day working to awaken, empower, and equip Young people to live the adventure of their Catholic faith, and uh, today's show in in certain terms of timeline, we are celebrating the grand finale of what has been an incredible summer here at Catholic Youth Summer Camp. Despite all the odds, in the midst of the 2020 COVID nineteen pandemic, uh, we have we have been blessed here in the state of Ohio to be able to operate ministry in a way that has truly been changing people's lives. So, without further ado, I want to introduce my co-hosts for today's show. Uh, We are joined here in studio at Damascus with three of the staff directors who work with us at Damascus, work with me at Damascus every single day. I've got Emily Knuth here. Hello, Emily.
1: Hello, Aaron. And
0: Jotham Allwine. Aaron, it's good to be here. Hey, Jotham. And AJ D'Angelo. We're excited to be here. You may so AJ and Emily, friends, are famous here on Saint Gabriel <laughs> Radio, uh, taking part frequently in our morning prayer labs. So you probably you probably recognize their voices. We love the
1: morning prayer lab. I could
0: just leave right now, probably.
1: <laughs> the six minute prayer lab.
0: <laughs> so join us here every morning on Saint Gabriel, every weekday on Saint Gabriel Radio for your Damascus daily prayer lab. Uh, without further ado, friends, um, it's been a great summer. How are we how are we feeling today? So uh, Emily and Jotham and AJ each have key responsibility over a couple different areas of our staff. Um, Emily, why don't you share with us briefly what you do here at Damascus?
1: Yeah. So I serve as our director of counselors here at Catholic youth summer camp. So pretty much what that means is that we have a ton of kids that come to camp and we have a ton of counselors that come to camp to serve our kids. And I just help train them, lead them so they can serve our kids to the best capacity.
0: Yeah. So that this year, uh even in the midst of pandemic, that that looked like we have how many counselors do you have on your staff this year?
1: I think we have around 68.
0: 68 counselors yeah. on staff working every day on a given week here at Catholic Youth Summer Camp. As as we're ramping down the season, we've got we've got some some lower numbers these last couple of weeks, but in our highest weeks we had 360 kids here yeah. on site. So uh, certainly working within a new structure of how we operate here on campus, but it has still been, uh, an exciting and packed house for sure. Um, Emily, thanks for your work. Jotham, tell us a little about, about what you do here. I'm the creative director here and
2: it is, uh, quite a job. I love it. It's so fun. Uh, I pretty much handle all the uh, digital marketing here at Damascus and, um, we are, I mean, our goal really is to capture the heart of the gospel here at Damascus. Um, it's very, it's a very, uh, large umbrella of a mission um and it continues to just to grow and evolve as damascus grows and evolve evolves but i love it
3: yeah and aj yes i'm the activity and safety director here at catholic youth summer camp uh what that basically means in short is just running and making sure all of our leaders are equipped to operate their activities safely and effectively with a Jesus-centered heart. Um, and actually, in this summer, my role in safety has been heightened um, just with the the current uh, pandemic, just making sure that all of our campers um, come here and are able to live freely and healthily in all things they're doing uh, and making sure that we can still keep campers here. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I've shared a couple times, listeners, over the last few weeks, um, just uh, the importance of mission during a time like this. And uh, guys, kind of to frame up today's episode, um something uh, something happened for me our first our first week of summer camp when i experienced the testimonies that kids were sharing about their experience here kind of into the spring just in engaging with the families that that we know through through the ministry uh you know Dan and myself had had spoken with a number of families who had indicated that their kids are really struggling through isolation through cancellation of sports and cancellation of school and uh, a lot of the new different dynamics that were happening at home, so we were anticipating that the summer was going to be really impactful and uh ultimately, in those testimonies that were shared that first week of summer camp this year, I think that for me, I was really, truly convicted of the importance of mission mm-hmm. in a time of pandemic right you know if 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 all of your input comes from social media these days, if everything that you 're receiving is is from is from the news media uh we might be led to believe that the most important thing right now for us as human beings and as a community is that we are keeping as far apart from each other and talking as little as possible and wearing masks or face shields wherever it is feasibly understandable, right? And uh, operating with that mentality, I think that we, we can forget the true importance of human relationship and the true importance of Mm -hmm. what we call here at Catholic Summer Camp, like the incarnational reality of our lives. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, seeing that first week, the the, the true um, impact that a spring of isolation had had on our campers, it was, it was astounding. (laughs) And I was, I was really convicted that our mission is more important now than ever. So, for any of our listeners who might be wondering to themselves, "How in the world are you guys operating a summer camp a residential summer camp in the midst of this stuff?" Uh, we're working very hard and Emily and Jotham and AJ have done a have done a great job of being a part of a team that really supports this endeavor every single day where we're we're, we're not um we're not willing to uh we're not willing to compromise when it comes to our commitment to safety and integrity here in our ministry but at the same time, and even more importantly, we're unwilling to compromise when it comes to the communication of the gospel, right? So, uh, and our, and our, our, our kids, your kids, your sons and daughters, listeners, they need it now more than ever. And here at Calvary Summer Camp, we've got a team that's just committed to making it happen. So I, I was hopeful, ladies and gentlemen, that in today's show, we could uh, dive into kind of what some of our stories have been, what some of the victories that we've seen this summer, maybe some of the struggles that we've seen this summer. I'm hoping that today we can sort of put a big old bow on what has been an incredible summer season here at Catholic U Summer Camp and really charge our families, our listeners, with excitement that the gospel can uh, the gospel can can do what it says it does, right? That Jesus can do what he says he will, that, that that we can be committed to a life of mission even in the midst of of circumstances that are seemingly outside of our control. So, friends, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, um, we're going to hear the stories of Emily and Jotham and AJ, how they uh, heard their call to leadership here at Catholic Youth Summer Camp this summer, and for each of them, actually, it's been a number of years, and then what specific fruit they've seen uh, they've seen this year. Sound good? I'm, I'm pumped. Okay. Friends, this is going to be a great show. Please join us after the break. Once again, you're listening to Beyond Damascus, a co-production of St. Gabriel Radio and EWTN Radio, and we will catch you right after this short break. He is honored by the church as a saint with the title of the Seraphic Doctor. Matthew Bunsen and the Doctors of the Church. One of the greatest theologians and Franciscan mystics in church history, Bonaventure also wrote a biography of St. Francis that was commissioned by the Franciscans themselves. It took a saint and true mystic to understand a true saint and mystic. He died in 1274. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. People
3: always ask me, Father, how should we pray? Well, there's several ways we can do it, but the most important is through the power of the Holy Spirit. We have to pray from our heart. We have to pray honestly and sincerely. We have to allow the Holy Spirit to work through us so that we're not just simply saying words, but we're saying words that can actually change us. Prayer, if it
0: changes us, then we're doing it right. And welcome back to Beyond Damascus, where encounter meets mission. Once again, I'm Aaron Richards, joined here in studio with Emily Knuth, Jotham Allwine, and A.J. D'Angelo, three of our staff directors here at Catholic Youth Summer Camp. Listeners, thank you for joining us for today's show. Once again, Beyond Damascus is a co-production of St. Gabriel Radio and EWTN Radio, carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. And... Here in today's show, friends, we're going to be wrapping up a summer of Catholic Youth Summer Camp, and I'm excited to hear the stories that have come out of these three individual staff uh, positions in leadership, and I wondered if we might just jump right in, um, Emily, by hearing what this summer has been like for you.
1: This summer has been one I will say I will never forget. Yeah! (laughs) So it's, it's funny, this is actually... So this is my 10th summer working at a summer camp. Wow. So I didn't even know that. Yeah. So I worked at special needs camps in Illinois for five years. And this is my fifth summer here at Catholic youth summer camp. And yeah. I think coming into the summer, it's easy to you know, have in your head of, I know exactly what this is going to look like. I know the drill. I know where I need to be at what time and how to train people. And this summer was something different. Yes. And I think it's so good. And I think it's going to make us long term is just making us better. Um, so going into the summer, so my role, like I said earlier, is I serve as our director of counselors. So yeah. I spend my days in meetings with our counselors and helping them and training them and loving on them. Um and in all honesty, I think going into the summer, I was filled with a lot of doubt about what God could do through COVID policies and procedures. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think I'm the only one in that, but I think, you know, we had... 170 missionaries coming in, not knowing what they were stepping into, and us as directors also not knowing what we were stepping into in some capacity. Yep. And uh, I think, like you said earlier, immediately after the first week of hearing our camper testimonies, I was like, okay, God is not living a box here. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so it's been really cool for me. um Typically at camp, you know, we have hundreds of kids, and every Groups are running around and we're having mosh pits and dance parties, and that clearly wasn't the case this summer with Uh our social distancing. So, um, we operated, you know, in in pods and small groups this summer. And I think something that I saw born and a big fruit out of the summer is just this whole concept of family. Yeah, that in times of like trial and hardship, to have a tight knit, like close family to be with you. And I think that our campers really left this like period of isolation in the spring. And came here this summer and experienced this close knit, supportive family. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and I'm just really proud that we were able to offer that. And the Lord was like, "Hey, let's put these people together in this place to walk together."
0: Yeah. One of the cool awesome. things in that regard that I've seen this summer is as we've had visitors on site, either either pastors or youth ministers or even principals and teachers. That a, a lot of the other areas in the church, you know, schools and and parishes that have been completely shut down. They're still trying to figure out how they're going to open and operate effectively. And for a lot of them, seeing that witness of, okay, this can happen, right? Yeah. Has been really inspiring. It's, it's neat to see individuals who kind of come here with fear and apprehension that after seeing, all right, like if I, if I exist in community with other people, I'm, probably not going to (laughs) die.
1: Oh, I think we even saw it in our staff coming in. It's a unique
0: kind of permission. Yeah.
1: Because all of our missionaries, a lot of them are college students. They came in having a semester at home also. So we had our staff coming into this community and then we were able to welcome our campers into the community as well. Um, And so I think just seeing uh, so much creativity. So how do you foster a family in a community when you can't touch each other, hug each other or be close (laughs) to each other? Mm -hmm. And it's just been amazing to see our staff step into this and really just our directors and everyone step into this new season of creativity yeah i'm like okay i'm gonna make up these random chants and we're gonna do these dances six feet apart from each other and it's not gonna be weird and it's gonna be actually really unifying yeah <laughs> so yeah.
0: what have been uh, what have been some of the some of the coolest like experiences and testimonies that you've seen come out of this year either in your staff or even in the kids that we're serving
1: yeah i think that i have seen And it makes sense, but just such a rise of um, different things with our campers experiencing with mental illness and mental health. Um, A lot of kids have just been opening up about depression or anxiety, um, this isolation and loneliness. And I think hearing about their encounters with the Lord through adoration and mass and just time with our small group. Yeah. And at the end of the week being like, actually, I don't need to sit in this anxiety or this depression or like i'm actually made for more than this or this doesn't define me and so i i think seeing breakthrough um in mental health has been like the most amazing thing this summer and seeing the kids so excited about it too like leaving feeling victorious over this and like ready to go home and for things to be different
0: well let's uh let's come into agreement with that right now in jesus name father we bless you for all of the work that you've done this summer in bringing freedom from depression and anxiety and mental illness, especially that that's been a fruit of this period of isolation in our country and in our mm-hmm. world. Um, Father, we pray that you would break into families now mm-hmm. and any one of our listeners, especially who's been feeling that burden um, and particularly that desolation of, of feeling powerless against uh, against this circumstance Jesus, we pray that you would come and that you would break chains of depression and anxiety in their lives. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in our campers' lives. That's awesome, Emily. What what else are you seeing um, even amongst our our staff this summer?
1: Yeah, I think I've just seen insane trust. (laughs) Insane trust in the Lord that the Lord, yeah, like I said before, he's not in a box and he has no boundaries. So when we really open up our lives to him and say, hey, Lord, I actually have no idea what these next nine weeks look like I don't know if I'm going to counsel next week. I don't know if I'm going to have a bunch of kids here next week, but I'm willing to do whatever you mm-hmm. want me to do. Yeah. Um. And so I think seeing the docility and the trust and the openness in our directors and our staff, I think it's just going to, our missionaries, especially when they go back to their college campuses, Yeah. I just feel like there's going to be this new um, breath of fresh air on college campuses when they go back that I think that a lot of our, a lot of our kids and staff are going back into schools where there is fear and there's anxiety about how to operate and how to live. Yep. And we have been around thousands of people this summer safely. Yep. And so for them to go back and be like, hey, actually, we can do this. And God has something really cool for us here now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think our, our missionaries are just going to go back and be such a breath of fresh air into the environments mm-hmm. they are going back yeah. into.
0: It, it's one of the things I've observed. And uh, if listeners, you've probably seen if you've been involved in social media or whatever over the past couple weeks has been, you know, there, there are testimonies and stories that are shared from various saints or or ministry leaders over the course of the last two thousand years, right? Who've, who've had experience of um, building community and being charged for mission in the time in in times of great turmoil in the lo- in the world, whether it was the you know the Spanish flu or the Black Plague or you know what have you. And wh- I think what's consistent and, and what I'm hearing from you is that. When a community is charged on mission, it's only then that we can actually embrace that call, right? It's only yeah. then that we can actually uh, begin to see the silver lining about around what looks mm-hmm. like it, it it could be a silver lining list situation, right? Right.
1: And it's just like the weight of our yes. Yeah. I think mean, that's what I've been convicted of this summer. Is that when like the weight of a yes? It's like our yes to stepping into new policies. Our yes yeah. to saying we're going to open our doors. Our yes to inviting campers here are yes to wearing masks every day at all times like yep. and just the fruit that's been born from a yes yeah
0: that's awesome that's awesome praise the Lord thank you for sharing um how's Emily how what's what what has like what's the Lord been doing in your heart through this process this year friends let me uh, while I wait wait for Emily to answer that question I'll brag on her a little bit so uh the the pastoral system here at, at Catue summer camp um our our counselors are not your typical camp counselors right the training that they receive and the uh, and the, the spiritual foundation that they're formed in um truly uh this the spiritual direction and the and the uh, uh, accompaniment that they provide over the course of a week here is is one of the most transformative things that can happen in a young person's life and uh, I, I like to I like to brag on this being one of those one of those pieces of the secret sauce that that makes Damascus and makes Catholic Youth Summer Camp what it is. So Emily, what, what's your experience been like in kind of being uh, a leader in that way this summer?
1: I think it's just been humbling. I think because I look at myself, I'm like, I am not. You know, there's so many times I'm like, I'm not qualified for this, or what am I doing, or what am I getting myself into? And I think we all have those experiences and roles that we're in in our lives. Yeah, and I think it's just been really humbling. Um, that I have the opportunity to sit with campers and have them share their hearts when they say that they're experiencing same sex attraction they've never told anyone. Yeah. Or they say that, you know, this season is really hard and I felt a lot of depression and anxiety, and I don't I don't feel like I matter anymore. Or, you know, I just um I do nothing to deserve that trust from them, but yet they trust me. And so I think the Lord is just um reminding me how much He also trusts me. Yeah. And it's just a really humbling place to be in to have campers just open their hearts to you, and then you get to help, try and guide them, and pray with them, and walk with them. And yeah. It's really fun, and I know those those sound like <laughs> heavy things, but it's weird. But that they actually bring me a lot of life to be able to provide yeah. counsel and support, and to love on our kids, so that when they go, mm-hmm. they're set up for success. Because I think a lot of our campers, they don't, yeah, they don't have people, young adults, that they trust at home that they yeah. can share their hearts mm-hmm. with, and they don't have people who are speaking truth to them, and they're like, I don't matter. No one cares about me. They don't have someone in their life to look at them and say, "You have a purpose here. Yeah, like you matter. Yeah, and it's those kind of conversations that just fuel me up and give me life. And um, but it's really humbling That's <laughs> to awesome. be able to have those.
0: So our missionaries here at Damascus, uh, you may listeners, you've probably heard this before. If not, go listen to the archives. It's such a good show about our our missionary mindset. Right, that our our missionaries are are formed in the five missionary mindsets, characteristics that that we would say are fundamental to living a missionary life here at Damascus. And they are uh to be Jesus centered, to be mission focused, to be joy-filled, to be obedient, and to be toilet plungers. And uh, that that last piece is so fundamental um that, you know, I I heard it said once that when um that somebody will you know, there's gold hidden in each one of us, right? And that and that you will be given permission to dig and to find the gold in another person to dig through the dirt when they're convinced that you're actually not looking for dirt, but you're looking for gold. Yeah. So in, in our relationships with our kids and our relationships with our, with our peers, um, you know, that can be a, that can be an invitation to us that, that to approach with that pastoral heart and, and just to love and say, Hey, in the midst of challenge and, and frustration and anxiety and in the midst of your mess, That I love you, Mm -hmm. and that I want to see what God sees in you, and and you want to see that too,
1: Amen. You just gotta. It's it's uncomfortable to be able to go there and and like to go to those places with people. Um, but if you don't, who will?
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we were recording for the Damascus Daily Prayer Lab just before the show, and uh, three of our readings in the next week were all about conflict (laughs) and uh, and forgiveness and just. Kind of these rough and dirty human things, mm-hmm. and there's such grace in actually acknowledging that, Lord, you want me to get down and into the mess with people.
1: Mm-hmm. He did.
0: He did. He got in the
1: mess. <laughs> he did it. So what would if he do? He did it. I'll do it.
0: Amen. Yep. If it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me.
1: Aaron's number one line. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. All right. Um Jotham, why don't you uh why don't you jump in and maybe share with us a little bit of what your experience has been this summer? Once again, Jotham is the is the director of our creative program here, uh handling all the media and creative design. Um what's what's your summer been like, brother? It's been great. Yeah, thanks for asking. Um we are yeah, it's been uh, quite a
2: whirlwind in the best way. Uh we actually started this summer with what i uh, coined the, uh call it as the 40 video um video marathon so we completed 40 <laughs> different videos in the very beginning of the summer uh i think each video probably averaged about uh 10 minutes uh-huh. uh and it was quite the feat um and we completed it in about 10 days i think the original goal was even shorter time than that <laughs> <laughs> maybe slightly and, uh, <laughs>
0: Why are and, we doing 40 videos, Jett?
2: So we're doing 40 videos <laughs> because unfortunately our world is in lockdown. That's why we're doing 40 videos. So yeah. that people that are in lockdown in their houses, they can see what uh, goes on here at CYSC. Uh, and so that was, the, that was the goal. That was the intention of completing this video marathon and it um i remember like losing a significant amount of hair uh because <laughs> <laughs> Just
0: pulling it it was, out. i wasn't gonna say anything <laughs>
2: <laughs> no in all honesty i remember waking up and there was like hair on my pillow because <laughs> there was uh sorry to be that graphic <laughs> i remember being so stressed in the best way is very very healthy stress uh but we completed it and we accomplished it and it um it was beautifully executed uh, and so, yeah, I have a team of about, I think there are nine total this year, including myself and um, uh, with all different skill sets, graphic designers, videographers, photographers, and each person has really just owned what the Lord has entrusted to them and what the Lord is calling them to, to do. Yeah. And with that team, we've just been um, just producing a lot, a lot of content. Again, our goal is to capture the heart of the gospel here at Damascus.
0: Yep. Yeah. That's sweet. So, uh, listeners, you may recall from one of our previous shows, uh, we, it was a whirlwind spring for us. It was, well, for for everybody in, (laughs) in the world right now, but particularly for us. And, uh, one of the, um, one of the challenges that we faced was right around May 1st, we made the decision that we were going to not be operating summer camp on site at all. And, Uh, That that came from the fact that as of May 1st, residential summer camps were still on the, you know, disallowed businesses list. And the reason that we had 40 videos, you know, chalked up for that first week of time was because we were planning on pivoting toward an all digital summer camp plan this summer. And um, that that may sound self-contradictory to you, but uh, ultimately it it turned out to be an incredible uh, an incredible program. You know, we were hot off the heels of a a very successful spring when we jumped into the Damascus Live programs that we offered here from campus with our daily morning prayer labs, with our afternoon times of adoration and worship, and then with our evening Damascus Damascus Night Live programs. You can catch them all on our Facebook page and YouTube page. I'm sure they're still there. They are hilarious and so good. So if you have little kids, go watch them. Um, it's better than never mind. <laughs> I, I don't want to call out like all the little shows that my daughters are obsessed with because I'm sure they're great. But I, I wake up to lullabies and and tiny computer generated people singing every morning and Damascus <laughs> Live. It's much different. Yeah, go do that. Yeah, and yeah. Our,
1: our virtual oh camp was awesome, though. It, we I mean, we we even though we still had the in person camp, we still had we saw over a hundred campers sure. do virtual camp this summer. yeah, yeah. and it was crazy. Um, just hearing like even the breakthrough stories that came from all the work that the media staff put in, yeah. in virtual camp.
0: It, it's, it's truly astonishing for me to hear testimonies of kids that are having authentic and powerful encounters with Jesus Yes, over I know. Zoom. Well, we, yeah, we, it,
1: the cool thing was too, cause we had the videos, so they experienced our program, but they each were assigned a counselor too. So uh-huh. we had our counselors go digital mm-hmm. and we had them on Zoom two times a day meeting with these yeah. campers and praying yeah. with them over the computer. And yeah, yeah, God is not also not confined by computer screens. <laughs> well, I just remember
2: receiving like so many different testimonies of parents who were like, at the beginning of the summer, I was really hesitant to, to really like buy into this virtual thing because I know CYSE in person is just amazing. And mm-hmm. so they started it and they were just like, it just blew my expectations just from start to
3: finish everything. So yeah. it was Did, just awesome. Didn't we have like a dad that like just like sat in under the desk, listening to yeah. <laughs> what's going on. There, there was a so dad, dad, that, <laughs> was yeah, a dad exactly. that
1: wanted to be a part of the small group. And so he sat under the table <laughs> while his kid was up, yeah,
0: on the well, street. We have so many people pop in that, like, <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: throughout the whole
0: summer. It has, yeah, it has been funny. Our, our, our counselors have shared stories about small groups that happen. And of course, you know, we thankfully we have a great relationship with one of our local schools here in uh, in centerburg and we've been operating our our digital camp out of the school because they have amazing internet service <laughs> and uh you know our, our counselors are sitting in this you know nice calm controlled environment and then on the other end of the small group you've got kids with animals and unruly <laughs> siblings
1: they bring their pets to they bring their pets to small group and
0: <laughs> we've had we have, we've had small group you know in the car on the way to the grocery <laughs> yep. store yes. um, all kinds all kinds of great things <laughs> um so yeah it's it's been it's been amazing to see the mm-hmm. way that the way that lives are being impacted J- J- what what's what have been some of the other victories that you've seen in in your department and through your work this summer
2: yeah i mean so our department i think um when it comes to missionaries from multiple different parts of the country i feel as though we are i could be making this up but i feel like we're, we're the most diverse we there's only nine of us but we have people pretty much from every every state and um i think emily hit it on the head just uh just the word trust and um and one one person on our staff her name is haley she's from los angeles and she works for fox sports southwest and uh she uh she was basically in lockdown for three months like she she basically lived out of her, her room for three months straight um which is even even more locked down than people in ohio and uh and i just remember her telling me that she was just for like three weeks just expecting an email saying we are no longer doing CYSE. yeah and she's like as it got, drew closer and closer brad's like hey we're still pushing forward brad's our missionary um program director
0: memories of those
2: meetings (laughs) (laughs) he's like hey we're still gonna actually do this he sent an email out to all the missionaries and she was just like awestruck like surprised yeah and she's like in the back of my mind i'm like i don't i have no clue what i'm actually doing (laughs) coming from three months of lockdown and but she's like you know i'm gonna trust you lord and she got here and i remember even this the first week you could just tell there was um it's just not good for humans to be in isolation for three months straight and I think even mm-hmm. just like she even voiced like i need to like start to use my brain to learn how to like actually use articulate what I need to say to like wow. uh you know in in small groups or different things we're doing as uh-huh. a team, and uh it kind of just was mind blowing to me and and I think it really just it made me very aware of um of how important community is and how important it is to to just mm. communicate with each other yeah. um, and to
0: m- remain on mission. What yeah. you were saying, Aaron, I got an, I got an email this week from um, a camp associated organization that indicated that in the, in the U S this year, 80% of summer camps either completely shut down or canceled yeah. the majority of their summer programming. Wow. And uh, yeah, we've been able to, we've been able to operate here. That, that, that was a wild step in faith. So, uh, you know, in May, we determined that we were going to, in fact, bring on our entire summer staff mm-hmm. <laughs> with no understanding of what they were going to do. <laughs> you know, we we figured that we would utilize them for the for the digital camp and yep. for um, some additional types of programming. And then, within a couple weeks of that announcement having been made, we got the go ahead that we would be able to do day camp here yep. on site, mm-hmm. and that was a whole other transition. And then, sure enough, about a week after that, uh, we we finally got word that residential camps were going to be permitted. So we had our entire staff here in the midst of training before we actually knew that we were mm-hmm. going to be able to open. Yeah, and by the grace of God, that was truly the reason that we were able to open this summer. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So without taking that leap of faith, man, we uh, we would have been mm-hmm. on that list.
1: I know. I thought about that. I thought about like, what if that would have been super exciting if they were like, okay, you can actually do camp. But then we looked around, we had no staff here. Yeah. That would have been, you know, yeah. I'm just, we're so blessed. Yeah. Yeah. It,
2: yeah. Just trust. I, mm-hmm. it, I think because we gave the Lord trust, he trusted us. So, mm-hmm. yep.
0: So, um, Jot, thanks for your work, man. And, and, mm-hmm. uh, our, so the media work coming out of Damascus is, is like, um, is like nothing we've ever seen here as an organization, you know, from, uh, a lot of the work that we're doing in music and worship to the work that we're doing in in video, even uh, last year we released our first um, creative uh, short film as an organization. Yeah. That was why don't you give a little <laughs> a, a little insight into that? That's kind of a kind of a <laughs> yeah. one one of a kind thing for an organization like ours. I just
2: think all credit to again um, what the Lord is providing here at Damascus in regards to um, bringing uh, in, insane minds, just super creative minds, to Damascus, and all we're doing is just. Um, is just responding to the passions that these young people have and so yep. if someone brings on um, a missionary here at damascus who has a desire to direct films we're mm-hmm. going to utilize that passion uh, and uh the lord just keeps coming through um, he just keeps hitting home runs for us and we're just mm-hmm. trying our best to um to respond to that and so uh yeah there was a young young guy here uh, last this past year and it was during the winter time that uh, had a huge passion to direct film, and he's currently studying film right now. Um, and so I was like, you know what, Max? I was like, I want you to just to take this and run with it. Uh, I want you to basically use every uh, ounce of passion that you have to make a movie, and we're going to show it at our winter camp. And so he's like, okay. So in three weeks, he pulled together a... A cast uh, actors outside of our organization who had skill sets in in acting he pulled together um, a director of photography so kind of a cinematographer type guy he got an audio guy and before we knew it we were um, on set um, recording like a fake high school party scene (laughs) with about 20-25 people and uh, it was it was just mind-blowing for me to even see it was just so Hmm beautiful the way that the Lord orchestrated this and and used Max and those skill sets. And um, yeah, we showed it and uh, it was the, you know, one of the coolest things we we've done so far. Yeah.
0: So uh, in, in the midst of, in the midst of what has been really a challenging season, um, I I think that our, our media department particularly has really uh, has risen to the occasion and Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's been neat to see, even how the Lord has been challenging us to grow and to change as an organization through this. in one of those big ways is that we will, uh, you know, we were able to touch the lives of 150,000 individuals and families this spring through Damascus live. Yeah. And, uh, and that's pretty sweet. (laughs) Um, And, and, and through that God's really opened doors about the other kind of directions that he wants us to take through digital programming. So, uh, th- there, there is no replacement for the mm-hmm. incarnational reality of the retreats that happen in the camps that happen here on site, but there's also a place in our world right now, I think for, um, for those touch points to be happening at home. And, uh, I suppose I can probably say it here because an email is going out tomorrow, which is a day before you'll hear this show. <laughs> um, but Damascus is, is launching a new program even this fall. It's called Damascus Alive and It is a family faith formation program that is entirely online Mm -hmm. and it's a way for families actually to to engage in that faith formation process together. We're partnering with a number of different parishes and offering this either as a supplement to, or even in some cases a replacement for the traditional model of PSR in, in their parish life. Mm -hmm. And pastors have, have just been so excited about uh, the opportunity that this is going to offer for their families. And, and, Mm -hmm. um, and all the preparation and the content's really coming together well. It's going to be an amazing and impactful program, I'm confident. Mm-hmm. job thanks for your work, man.
2: Yeah, I just want to say just one last thing. I uh, um, Just speaking about the missionary program, the media missionary program, for like the longest time, basically, CYSE, um, we would we would kind of have like a, a person assigned to photography, and then we would have maybe a random person doing video on the side if he had extra time. And uh, again, it was just a direct uh, response to what the Lord kept putting in my heart. And in, in the beginning, I was honestly not super enthused because I knew how much work it would take to really start uh, this kind of staff. And um, I was like, you know what, this is this is what the Lord continues to prompt. Uh, he keeps putting it in, in my prayer. And so he's like, I want you to um, form and organize a media staff. And uh, this is all kind of a response to that and uh I think, without an organized media staff, we would not have been able to accomplish yeah. uh, really any of the efforts in the digital world and we were already set up. I think we, we probably would have pulled off some things and kind of scrapped together mm-hmm. stuff, but uh I think we were the Lord prepared us in incredible ways, and so all mm-hmm. credit to the big g o d upstairs
0: <laughs> <laughs> amen. so friends mm-hmm. uh just as one final shout out for that it, it, check us out online. check out our Damascus um, YouTube, yep. YouTube, YouTube page. page, check out our Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're even on TikTok T- now T- until, T- it gets- <laughs> until it gets shut down by the government. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, Damascus worship is, is, um, is doing, doing great on Spotify and mm-hmm. Apple music uh, and wherever yeah. you can stream, stream music or purchase online. Uh, awesome. AJ, tell us about your life. <laughs> about my life. Um, so so
3: uh heading to the summer, being in the role uh of operations during the year, preparation for summer was uh for most people I think, but for me especially was rather intense. Yeah. Uh many long, long late night meetings, yeah um trying to figure out what we're gonna do. That we settled um, on one thing and then undid the, it the next yep, day. Yeah. <laughs> so, Constantly so, changing. Uh we planned about three different versions of camp. Um uh I was also blessed before camp started uh, to get married, yeah. um, and so I probably planned about three different weddings in the midst of a pandemic as well. Oh, I um, about that, uh, but but in the midst of all of it, the Lord has been highlighting uh, for me especially the joy of, like Emily said earlier, saying yes. Um, how, like the world doesn't stop because. The world is in pandemic um yeah and it can't stop because it's in pandemic and especially we as the catholic church can't stop when we're in pandemic because that's a time where like many of the great saints say that light shines in the darkness mm-hmm. and uh, especially us as catholics um are called to embrace just just living as that light we shine brightest when it's darkest yeah. uh, around us Amen. Um, And so for me, um, this summer has been, has been just blessing upon blessing. And I want to attribute that to the readiness of our staff to do anything. Um, we've had a staff that has been, uh, virtually free of any kind of drama this summer, which has been just an incredible blessing for our campers and for our Mm -hmm. staff, um, we have I think it's because we have a staff who who committed to mission in the midst of a pandemic. We have we have 160 young adults who said I know the risk, I know the fear the world's experiencing and I'm choosing to live a life as a missionary instead. And so because of that we have a a group of young adults that are like so docile and teachable and ready. They say, thank you. When you tell them to do something differently than they're doing, like you tell them like, Hey, that's actually not how you run the blob. They're like, Oh, thank you. I'm so glad you told me how to do it. Right. Um, which is, I don't know if you've ever different, if you ever have raised up young, young adults, like it is an incredible experience to have them say, thank you. when you correct them. Um, and, and because of that teachability, um, that's awesome. They've just seen acceleration in their own lives. Um, Right now, even I'm just blessed, uh, looking outside the window of the studio, I see about 25 of our, uh, our program staff who run our activities on site, um, doing a little bit of just like cleanup from our activities this summer. And I look down there and they are smiling, uh, and they are joyful because, um, <laughs> scrubbing even, <equipment. laughs> even though they're wiping down the inside of helmets, um, time uh, after awesome. time after time, um, they just know that Jesus is their center mm-hmm. um, and they've committed to that this summer.
1: I feel like they've made us better as directors, yeah, you know, like times. they seeing mm-hmm. their docility and their obedience and their openness. It calls me on to step more into that.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that one of the most powerful moments for me this summer, um, because of all of the uh, planning and preparation and meetings. And when you're so in the weeds of something, it's easy to forget um, just the joy of the impact that's being caused and one just moment that really sticks out to me is we had just had our meeting to replan camp for the third time because we were going to open full-time camp residential. Um, and we left the meeting and we were planning on how we we're going to tell our missionaries, how we we're going to tell the public. Um, and we gather everyone on the front lawn of our beautiful lodge. And <laughs> as they're standing, all six feet separated from each other um, with their masks uh on and and we're we're waiting to to hear this announcement um there's rumblings and grumblings what they're going to say what they're going to say what are they going to say and when dan finally announces that we're open full-time residential for the summer uh there was true authentic real excitement that flashed (laughs) through the crowd um like i haven't seen uh like, I haven't seen before. Um, and that wave has not stopped this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, that same excitement that hit them that first moment they realized they could serve kids every day this summer has continued until now, to, to the point when they get new kids uh, every week. Counselors are just radiant and joyful. Um, and every day, their activities, doing the same activities they've done all summer. Uh, this week, we're going on nine times doing the same activities. And <laughs> our counselors and our staff um, are just so grateful they can have campers here. Mm. They're so grateful to get to impact young people, which is a blessing to lead.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, AJ, uh, AJ, you've done a great job this summer in incorporating all of the uh, changes and modifications (laughs) to policy in a way that has been joy filled and really modeling that. Mm. AJ also manages our, uh, our site safety here in terms of activities. So, all of our staff have had to learn how to kind of operate our activities even differently than we yeah. did before, and it's it's just been an ex, an exciting summer that's kept us on our toes.
3: Yeah, but even in the midst of that, um, even though there have been changes to activities, um, our campers have been pretty much able to do everything we would we would do during a summer um, by the willingness of our staff to adapt to leading in different ways. Yeah, um, and kids are still having a blast, and that's 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 so important to us. I've
1: heard campers say. I've had parents tell me that their campers have come home and said that this was their favorite summer. And I'm like, are you sure? They were a master the whole time. They're like, yeah, they had like the best time activities. They had the most powerful encounters yeah. with the Lord. And then that's when I'm like, all right, God, you showed me again.
2: You're the boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've also heard parents say like they're they're they feel like their kids are most safe from COVID specifically wow. here, <laughs> like, this is summer camp. That's Amen. Crazy.
3: Amen. And, and just to um, to <laughs> highlight Emily in the counseling department uh, a little bit as well, um, we've also just seen our most intentional uh, counselors that I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, there's no more uh, of the crutch of waiting for other staff members to talk to your campers. And our counselors have really stepped up their game and have made every moment, whether on clipping a little bit of a harness on, uh, on the rock wall, making that a moment where they can counter Jesus has mm-hmm. been powerful.
2: Yeah. I just want to give credit to AJ for, he just is so good it's at, so affirming uh, for, and,
0: and <laughs> gently
2: reinforcing like our, our COVID standards and policies. And yeah. uh, just, uh, I think just allowing us to continue to refocus and, I don't know if you want to say it, but we are uh, 100% COVID free uh, as we Lord. speak. So, yeah. All,
0: all, yeah, praise God and AJ. You're doing awesome. Thanks, Jet. Awesome job. Okay, friends, we are going to take a quick break. And right after we get back, I'm going to bring Emily and Jotham and AJ back. We're going to close up today's show and uh, and we'll, we'll wrap up with some beautiful words of inspiration and wisdom. And then we're going to, we're going to knock things out today with a time of prayer for each one of you, as you step into not only celebrating what has been an awesome summer of mission here with us, but inviting the Lord to do it again in your families as well. Once again, this is Beyond Damascus, where Encounter Meets Mission, and we'll catch you right after the break.
3: The Wisdom of Mother Angelica. The devil will always do his best to tempt you into sin until you get to that place where you love sin. That's what he wants. He wants you down there with him. And not because he loves you, he hates you. When you do what the enemy tempts you to do, he does it out of pure hatred. EWTN.
1: Live Truth. Live Catholic.
3: Unplanned, the true story of Abby Johnson.
1: I would be the youngest drug during Planned Parenthood history.
3: She believed in a woman's right to choose.
1: I've had an abortion myself, so I don't have any problem with another woman making the same decision.
3: Until the day she saw something that changed everything. Tiny, perfect little baby, <laughs> and then it was just
0: gone. Now she's pulling back the curtain on the abortion industry. Unplanned. Available at EWTNRC.com and the EWTN app. Welcome back to Beyond Damascus, where encounter meets mission. And once again, I'm joined here in the illustrious Damascus Media Studio by Emily Knuth, Jotham Allwine, A.J. D'Angelo, three of our directors here on staff at Damascus. Beyond Damascus is a co-production of St. Gabriel Radio and EWTN Radio, and it's carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. And this has been an awesome show. We've just been reflecting on the glory that God has done in the lives of our campers this year. And friends, as I as I commented in the beginning of the show today, one of the things that I think this summer has been profoundly impactful through has been the permission that people have received to actually not be um to 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 not be paralyzed by fear mm-hmm. yeah. in the midst of what is truly a, a scary time in our world, right? That as Christians we need to continually and actively and in many cases intentionally mm-hmm. seek and embrace mission and sacrifice and joy. Right, the motto that we have here at Catholic Summer Camp is that we live the adventure. And mm-hmm. every single day on campus here, it, it's been uh, it's been a commitment. To live, to live the adventure. You know, Jotham shared just before the break, and I'm so blessed that it's a reality, that we have had zero cases of COVID here at Catholic Youth Summer Camp this summer. And I don't even think that that is the biggest success that we've faced, but it's that, you know, seeing what our options have been and seeing what the the, the risks have been and knowing that we have a plan in place if and when, you know, we, we face illness here on campus, that we're ready to still step into mission, right? We're ready to still realize that, no, we're not going to put anybody's life at risk, right? No, no we're not going to be cavalier in, in what it is that we're operating here on campus. We're doing every single thing the way that, that our state government has asked us to do, and in many cases, above and beyond. Uh, why? Because it's so critically important that we do this right so that we can witness to the world that the gospel is worth sharing. So, uh friends, if there's any fear in your hearts as you're going back into school this fall, if there's any um anxiety about what it looks like to go back to mass. I mean, uh praise the lord we've had we've had beautiful liturgies here at Cadyki Summer Camp all summer, but um it's hard to go back and to and to sign up on a, you know, on an RSVP website when you're going to go take your family to mass and to sit far apart from each other and to not enjoy community and in some cases to not sing and to not worship, you know, the the lord in the way that encourages and sustains you, but, uh, we're in this together and we, we, have got to rally together and realize that God has great promise for us. And that promise is going to be lived out in joy and in happiness and in confidence and in struggle. Amen? Amen. Amen. Friends, we're going to pray and, uh, I'll open up and then, um, in the next few minutes, um, we'll let Emily and Jotham and AJ just intercede for each of you and your families. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. God, give us the grace always to say yes to you. God, thank you for the work that you've done, as Emily said earlier, through the yes that 180 missionaries gave to you this summer in the transformation of the lives of uh, over 2,000 middle school and high school students. God, we pray that the life that you've poured into them would be leaven for their families and that the testimonies that we've shared today would be 11 for those families that weren't able to join us this summer here on site. God, continue to work in the lives of our listeners to inspire them with confidence and hope, uh, knowing that you keep your promises that you make.
1: Lord, thank you for uh, trust. Lord, I just pray for Deeper trust in everyone listening right now. I pray for deeper trust in our staff here at Damascus, in our schools, in our colleges, in our workplaces that we're going back to. Lord, we know that when we trust you, then you're going to do the rest of the work. So we just pray for trust and docility and greater faith, Lord.
2: We just pray for um, freedom just to permeate through... This country, um, just for for freedom to permeate through um, each heart and soul that is listening uh, right now, as well as um, just all the young people, uh, middle school, high school, uh, just for for an increase of freedom, just that they can think clear, um, that they can think uh, peacefully, um, that they can think uh, joyfully, and uh, they can just engage in this world in the ways that you've intended. Uh, So just an increase of freedom Mm in Jesus.
3: Heavenly Father, I ask that you would out of these campers and staff members raise up a nation of mothers and fathers of priests and religious who are on fire with zeal to share what you've given them, that they would bring your Eucharistic presence, Lord Jesus, Mm -hmm. into this world, that they would be living tabernacles, that they'd be monstrances to deliver you to those who are most in need. Amen. Lord, I ask that you raise up vocations for them.
0: Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for everything you've done here this summer. We pray that you would do it again in our campers' lives and in the families of all those who are listening. We pray in Jesus' name that fear and anxiety would get out, and Lord, that you'd make room for joy and peace and confidence and faith in every single one of our lives. We pray this all in Jesus' name. In the name of the Father, Amen. and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Emily, Jotham, AJ, thank you so much for joining for today's show. It has been an awesome celebration of what's been an amazing summer. Yeah, thank
2: you. Thanks, yeah. Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Friends, d- to learn more about Catholic Youth Summer Camp, to learn more about Damascus, to learn more about beyond Damascus, check out this radio show. You can listen to our podcast wherever podcasts are found. You can tune in here on St. Gabriel Radio or EWTN. I'm not sure when they show it or when they, when they air the show in your local area, but you can figure that out because you're listening to it right now. Just do it <laughs> again next week. Uh, it, it's been a joy to be with you. Thank you for trusting us to share the gospel with you and your family. And we pray as always that a true and authentic encounter would lead to mission that transforms our world, in your families and in your lives. Once again, St Gabriel uh, Beyond Damascus is a co-production of St Gabriel Radio and EWTN radio. We're so grateful for them carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. We will see you again next time. God bless and have a great day.